Welcome, everyone, to the second edition of the Out of Context podcast, featuring myself, Adrian, to you, my friends. Yes, you are my friends. It's Walker AC. Now, climacophilia is an arousal of falling downstairs. I'd like to introduce to you the, my, 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 my sidekick, my co-host, my host, my bestie with the, she don't have testes, she's Ashley Majestic. Hi, Ashley, how are you? For one, I mean, hello, but how do you know I don't have testes? Have you been down there? You sick bastard? Like, you don't know what I got swinging. I got, you know, swinging all day. I'm doing the helicopter over here, buddy. You don't know this. You don't know what I'm like. You don't know what's about me. As long as you're not, you know, standing next to me while I go pee, I think we're okay, because I feel pretty awkward. Six feet. No, Six feet, buddy. You're asleep and I teabag you. <sighs> was that you? I thought that was your loofah. I digress. Anyhow, we have a very special guest joining us on the Out of Context podcast. You may know her. You love her. You care about her. You listen to her podcast, too, Cerberus. This is Miss Bradley. Hi, Miss Bradley. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? And can you please tell me what that word was again? Because I caught what it meant, uh, but I didn't catch what the actual word was. I don't know what you're talking about. So anyhow, um, how have you been these days? <laughs> oh, you know, surviving, hurricane, and all that fun shit. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're all here in the Florida area, so we've all experienced the Hurricane Ian and Everything's come along with it. I've lost internet. People have lost power, but we're still surviving. Um, and of course, Ashford, how are you doing these days? Other than staring at my junk as we pee together. No, no, no. You, when you pee with friends, you hold their hands. We don't, we don't stare each other's junk unless you know there's a camera head in the ball. But I'm more about holding hands. Um, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's been a fun fun in the last 24 hours and or I should say 48 with this also dealing with hurricane but um yeah so I have a little story to tell about what happened before we start recording um so Sarah I, I want you to understand so we're waiting to get Sarah to get into the new server that we have on discord for out of context and I'm texting Sarah saying, Sarah, get on Discord. And I get a response back, you know, I don't know how to use Discord. And I thought, well, this is weird. You, you've been using Discord. But anyway, I call, I call Sarah, I'm talking to Sarah. And I was like, hey, click on this, click on that. And then I get disconnected. And I'm trying to call Sarah back. And I keep going straight to voicemail. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe she dropped her service because Adrian and I are thinking, Okay, she's out. She doesn't have the signal. Something's going on. We'll wait a few minutes. So we waited about almost five minutes. Then Adrian's calling and it's actually ringing. And I'm thinking, this bitch. And while Adrian is calling and you didn't pick up the first time, I get a message on my Facebook Messenger from a Sarah saying, did you call me? And it all kind of clicked. I was calling and talking to the wrong Sarah. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Sarah that I've been friends with since I was like four and I didn't realize because I have you you both have your names spelled the same way but for you I have Sarah B and it's just you know I, I didn't I wasn't making two to two because I'm thinking wow you sound different on the phone you're not taking my call but Adrian's phone's going is ringing through and I'm just like so confused no damn it <laughs> <laughs> and so and the Sarah my my yelling people, but Sarah got br briefly disconnected, so she couldn't hear my whole story. But you guys know, and she can go back and listen to this. But yeah, so I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I mean, I already knew that, but every now and then it truly comes out. Well, I mean, we don't want to call you an idiot. We'll just say you're special. You're special. You're. We touched. do be some. We do be dumb sometimes. We, we, it, no, 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 I, I got to answer vacation. I went to Florida public schools. Ah. Uh, that definitely explains a lot. Hold, hold on, didn't you go to Florida public schools too, Adrian, or are you not? 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, I'm, uh, I have homeschool. You know, uh, my, my teacher was hot. She was really hot. But I, I digress. We don't want to talk about that too much. Um, You're in Florida. Really? I worked there more than one way. Wow. Disturbing on so many levels. <laughs> so, with the Out of Context show, I think this is my turn here. So, we're going to bounce off a couple of topics, say some rude things, and just keep everything moving. So, ladies... The first topic we're going to talk about, because I think we've we've all had this same kind of, same kind of experience growing up, um, growing up poor, and Ashley and I touched upon it um, the first very first episode about our hardcore disdain for spaghetti, because for me growing up poor, <clears throat> mom would make a big pot of spaghetti that lasts us for three or four days, and we have spaghetti just literally all the time, minus ground beef here or there, and now being my age, I can't even think about spaghetti. So what was one of the one things that you grew up on eating, you know, being less fortunate? Uh, Sarah, we'll go with you. Vienna sausages. Um, I can't eat them. I can't smell them. Same with Chef Boyardee. Um, surprisingly, I love spaghetti. I fucking love spaghetti. I could eat that all day, every day. Because um, my mom would, you know, make a point to still make it good, you know? So even though it was something we had all the time, it's something that is kind of like comfort to me. Same with, um, like a lot of people's comfort food is, you know, chocolate or what have you, but... For me, a certain comfort food is um, steamed or bold um, broccoli and cauliflower. Um, that's just something that we would eat. And it was something that was made special because of my mom, you know? So the thing I can't eat, I can't smell, I can't look at is Chef Boyardee and uh, Vienna sausages. I was never really, never really a big fan of Vienna sausages. We have it when we were young, also. It was small, tiny, and it was it had a very odd taste to it, and it smelled really, really bad. And yeah, thinking about that just kind of makes me gag. Uh, mm -hmm. no. Yep, I can't. Speak up, Ashley. We can't hear you. That's what she said. Oh, good lord. <laughs> For you, what was it for you other than canned meat? So it's, I'm kind of like agreeing here, both with you and um, with Sarah. Like the thaw spaghetti just makes me want to curl, as we talked about in the last episode. But Vienna sausages, I remember eating those as well. And as a kid, because there's only so much to eat because we grew up in like a poor um, household, that's what I had. But now the thought of eating like Vienna sausages, it's like, Bleh. no, thank you. It's also with a uh, hamburger helper. I just know. I don't. Oh my god, same. Oh god, I hate hamburger. Even as a kid, I remember hating that shit. I hate hamburger helper. And I can't eat hamburger helper. I can't do it. So now, when you say Chef Boyardee, I agree with you to an extent. Like, most of the Chef Boyardee ones, I just cannot eat. I, I would eat a lot as a kid, like the cheese raviolis and stuff like that. I'll eat because that was cheap. You could buy them for like 60 cents a can or whatever. It was like, I just know it was cheap because my mom would buy a fuck ton of them because that would be our lunches and dinners a lot. But the one that I could still eat to this day, it's the lasagna one of Chef Boyardee. It I will eat that shit straight out of the can without heating it up. Uh, and yeah, well, let me, like, because uh, I, before you guys see the house I'm in now, you know, when I was like 18, 19, I was struggling a lot, so... I, I was still broke, and I was pretty much surviving off of my own income, which is gas station income, which was not which is not a lot. So I was eating that, and you know, have a microwave or something. So it's like, okay, have to eat this. So that I could still eat. It's been a long time since I had that, but the thought of it, I don't feel nauseous. But if you told me to eat like Chef Bardi raviolis or any other type of Chef Bardi, I'm like, Ugh, no, thank you. But if my husband came into this room right now and gave me like a can of the lasagna, Chef Boyardee, I'd be like, fuck yeah. 
No, no, it all tastes the same to me. Literally, all of it tastes exactly the same to me. And I, you're right. It's just it's really just in different forms. But I think yeah. it's like the it's just the form itself. Uh, I, I, you know, so I'm there with you. I'm not, I'm not disputing that at all. But it's just, I don't know. I just, I could have the lasagna versus the raviolis and spaghetti and stuff. No, uh, no, no, no. No, when it comes to, when it comes to the raviolis, once again, it's a texture because thinking back of you know spaghettios and raviolis, Chef Boyardee all came in all came in a horrible small can. You'd open up and you have the the thick sauce and stuff like that, and it was just grotesque to me. And uh, when you explained it, it all came all came crawling back, you know, spaghetti and spaghettios <laughs> and, and oh, it was just horrible because it was a fact that. Not that we weren't a hardworking family. We were. We were just poor. So dinners were very simplistic because there's so many of us. And once again, a can of ravioli, a can of spaghetti would last us for such a long period of time. We wouldn't have to really cook a whole lot. I mean, we would get fancy and, and have bologna sandwiches or something. But yeah, my taste for bologna and spaghetti and ravioli just instantly turns my stomach. Now, one question so i no this one i have a question after this so i don't know if either one of you remember the spaghetti so regular spaghettios i i could i could eat those i don't feel like i can gag but it's the spaghettios oh. with meatballs because those meatballs oh. are not meatballs it's like rolled up cat food uh, <laughs> i know oh god just anything chef boyardee is uh, an absolute no to me like that is torture in the nth degree the smell Oh my God, my ex used to love that crap. He would take it and microwave it with cheese in it and just the smell, the whole house would smell like it and I would feel so sick. I, uh-uh, nope, not at all. I believe SpaghettiOs and uh, Chef RD are two different brands, but I get what you're saying. Cause I just- Oh, are they really? To me, they're exactly the same. Oh my and, God. And, oh yeah, and taste and childhood trauma, sure, by all means. Oh my now, God, the level of childhood drama with that shit. Yeah, now I have another, I have a quick question here to see if this has happened um, to Adrian's offspring yet. So you being a father and, you know, you're raising your child, is there any foods that he ate as a child to where now where the age he's at that he just like, Ugh, no thank you? Um, scrambled eggs. I used to make scrambled eggs and omelets for him all the time. Cause that's what he loved. He loved um, the scrambled eggs and also daddy pancakes, you know, pancakes. Um, he can still eat daddy pancakes, but um, scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs, you're such really a perv. Uh, scrambled eggs, he cannot do anymore. Almost he cannot do anymore. So that is his, you know, uh, close to vomit food as I am with spaghetti. Bizarrely enough, he loves spaghetti. His Grammy will make spaghetti. He'll eat it like crazy. Me, I can't be anywhere around it, or else I will physically get sick. Disown him. Disown him. No, I love spaghetti. That is one of the ones that actually survived for me. Like that, I will make that anytime. If I'm broke, I will make myself some spaghetti and be good with it because I know that it's good, you know? My drink, I don't get, get there. What? I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to try to figure out how I can block you. <laughs> you love me way too much. You're right, but I, I want you to chase me. <laughs> so, so not going to go I'll there, folks. <laughs> so not going to go there, folks. Uh, now, as we put a capper on this particular subject of foods of our childhood, well, I mean, what, what other traumas food-wise that we could think of? Um, there was something not something but everybody knows kool-aid was one of them i can't drink kool-aid anymore because that was the instant go-to uh, if we didn't want to drink water still fuck up kool-aid oh i miss kool-aid i like when i would I have a whole thing of sugar in my kool-aid like oh my god i miss that shit sometimes if you can't taste the diabetes it's not kool-aid uh, I, if Wilford Brimley is not talking to you, it ain't Kool-Aid. Yeah, diabetes. <laughs> like, diabetes. 
even when I go to Costco or Sam's Club, if occasionally I'll see them having the boxes of Kool-Aid pouches, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm buying this. I'll do that with Capri Suns, too. Dude, Ice Blue Raspberry Lemonade was the shit. I don't know, man. I, I'm a great, I'm a great uh, Kool-Aid person. Really? And then when it came, what, like, bring Kool-Aid, and then with and then with Capri Suns, Tropical Punch. All day, every day. Yes. All day, every day. And uh, uh, Capri Suns were a huge, absolute huge, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, delicacy for me. Like, we were too poor to have them. And all the kids at school got them in their Lunchables. So for me, I always wanted the Lunchable with the Capri Sun because that was the fancy Lunchable, right? And what you would get into your rich friend's house. Yes. Oh my God. But like, no, I always wanted Capri Sun and we could never afford it. With the country club lemonades. Oh, I love that shit though. Cause you buy it and it makes like 50 bajillion gallons of it. Yeah. Oh no, but I mean, I love it. I, like, I guess we're, we're avoiding like the trauma of foods and drinks now because I'm, I'm all about what we're talking about but hold on they still occasionally make this because some stores will still find them but bug juice i don't know what that is what's bug juice so bug juice it's it's you know it's like a little kid friendly drink uh it's like a tiny little bottle um uh it, it's just you know different flavors but they'll call it bug juice and you know oh. it has cardamom on the on the label so kids are like oh, i'm drinking bug juice because i'm cool okay okay i think i've seen that is that the one that looks like a barrel no that the barrel i don't know what the brand is for the barrel juice i know exactly what you're talking about and i love that shit i saw a case of that once at sam's club a year ago and i bought it i haven't been able to find them again since i'm bummed out dollar tree dollar tree has them <clears throat> i know where i must go tomorrow yep dollar tree has them i saw them there just the other day because i've gotten them and been like "Ooh, yum i always wanted this as an adult, they're insanely sugary. Um, but as a kid, like the height of freaking decadence is a drink that you don't have to, you know, get out of a bucket and share with your brother. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what? The decadence of childhood um, hydration: water hose water. Yes, that shit was the best shit. I, I don't think I've ever had water that tasted that good. Um, that's cracked water right there. That's when they, that's when they put the strong drugs into the into the water that made Florida man who he is today. I mean, I grew, I'm remembering the the hose water from Texas. So, I mean, I didn't grow up in Florida, y'all. But it, it's it's oh my god, the the hose, and you just open it up, and you just drink straight from it and it's got that slight metallic flavor to it but it's also refreshing and just so good and nowadays i'm so damn picky i i have to have purified water not um spring water so oh <laughs> girl no you okay i don't like purified water i can drink it but you gotta drink spring water because spring water has all the minerals your body needs because if you drink purified water purified water is completely it, as it is purified it's just, there's nothing in it so i know but I, hate, so thirsty. I know but i hate the taste i hate the taste i can't stand the taste it's like hills all day every day for me baby i had to buy a crap ton of zephyr hills for the hurricane because that's all that was available and i'm i'm slowly but surely drinking through it and it is manageable i don't okay. like it and you happen to have good. another pack of zephyr hills i have a shit ton of it so i can make a trade with you because i bought a pack of purified water from target the day before the hurricane i will trade with you as soon as you can you know swim your way out your neighborhood i will happily trade with you they're 40 packs oh hell yeah i mine's not a small pack but i don't know how many it's like a pretty big pack so it's probably right around the same amount that you're telling me yeah i will happily trade you a pack of your swamp water for um purified water okay <laughs> we're, so, we're gonna have words we're gonna have words we basically corner not you and i are gonna have words or we can have words in a parking lot look i love you it's just that i'm i'm bougie about water now 
<laughs> so yeah, so we're definitely gonna bring our guys back on course here because we're just definitely celebrating a swapping of water. So it's the little things that make us makes I mean, us happy. It's things that make girls happy. No, no, not purified water. Purified water is for just it's just disgusting and horrible, and it's for you know, and only horrible people like it. Um, I mean, I, I never said I was not a horrible person. Oh, good lord! Horrible people that kick puppies. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I put it out there. It is will, in existence. No. I will hurt a person before I will hurt a puppy. Nope, I've said what I said. No, absolutely not. Absolutely it's not. It's it, it in existence. It's out there forever now. I deny your statement. I deny. Well, um, I'm American, and what you were saying, I choose to, you know, ignore. Um, <laughs> all right. That's, that's how Americans do. Like, people can bring them with facts and like, hey, hey, this is what makes sense. And as an American, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to you. That is the most American thing I've ever heard. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Okay. Red, white, fuck yeah. Okay, it's truly America. Oh. Now, <laughs> America. Now, now, of course, of course. Speaking of ce celebrating little, really celebrating little victories here. Uh, actually, something caught my attention. My sister and I were talking a couple of days ago, and about celebrating. And the only thing I don't understand is, of course, we're gonna change gears here, make a hard right turn, is. I'm not understanding celebrating anniversaries of death. Now, what I mean by that is like they're celebrating 9-11, for example, kind of heavy, and also celebrating the Manson murders and celebrating Ted Bundy because you know, he has a series out right now. I don't, I don't understand that. What's, what's America's big deal about celebrating serial killers, or celebrating death things? You know, because you want to not necessarily forget, but you want to heal. But if they constantly slam it in your face that Ted Bundy, you know, killed people and ate people, why would you want to celebrate that? I don't understand that. Because we're sick and demented, uh, and demented people. Well, I can speak to the remembering things that happened. The serial killer thing? No, we just sick and demented. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, remembering the anniversary of, you mentioned 9-11, um, it's a remembrance of what was given. So what it is, is it's the idea of never forgetting what happened. And the, uh, it's kind of a form of an indoctrin indoctrinization. Um, it's basically kind of like, remember the Alamo, you know, um, in Texas, any kid, any kid that goes to school in Texas can tell you, remember the fucking Alamo. What happened at the Alamo? Do y'all know? Uh, no. Because I, I grew up in Florida. Exactly. Fucking exactly. Okay? Oh, it's God. a form of indoctrinization. At the Alamo, basically, a small group of people fended off against um, a bunch of Mexican soldiers. They all died. It was during the Mexican-Texas War. I forget which one. Um, there were lots. Kind of like um, Sparta versus Babylon in... Mm -hmm. um, the Battle of, was it Thermopylae? Um, same idea, um, but like, ain't nobody remember that except for people that grew up in Texas, right? It is a form of like, we're the same type of people and we have the same kind of history. That's what it is. So if we want to remember whatever thing that happened, um, it's because it's, a way of identifying, hey, I'm part of this group, you're part of this group too, this is something that happened to us in our history, you know? It's that, um, I'm not describing this well because my brain is not working right. You're doing a whole lot better than I can. But it's essentially like the hive mind of this is what happened to us, you know? Right, and we mentioned so, this. We mentioned this. What happens to us? You know, now, I, now I understand your point of view. I understand that, you know. But it just falls into the, and what, I'm not trying to turn it dark or anything, you know. But okay, never forget that X amount of people died. To me, yep. that to me that defeats the purpose of the healing process. Jeffrey Dahmer murdering people. Albert Fish murdering people. 
um, you know, like a car accident, you know, that, that, that wipes out 15 people. You know, you need time to heal. But to me, it's kind of, you know, kind of defeats the purpose of the whole never forgetting thing. You know, that's, that's Oh, just... no, you're completely right. The purpose of it is not to heal. Um, and I, they've done studies on this, and I just can't remember off the top of my head what it's called. But um, it's, the purpose is not to heal. The purpose is to warn. Um, the purpose is to have that kind of mentality together to bring people together so that they um, recognize, hey, um, we're the same. We had this happen to us the same. Um, kind of like fear of snakes and fear of spiders, you know? same kind of idea if you are afraid of spiders and you freak out in front of your kid your kid's never seen a freaking spider before they don't know what it is but now they're afraid of it because you told them to be afraid of it and you are making them remember you know um you don't remember what happened during xyz because you weren't alive you know yet you remember it because like people told you about it so it's not about healing it's not it is about warning and community Shared trauma. Pretty much. And yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the, between the how the both of you are exp uh, describing this, it's just, I, I really can't contribute. Because um, for one, I'm not much of a, like, I'm more of a history buff. So it's more of the knowledge. Of course, I'll, uh, of course, I was alive during 9 11. I remember watching it live, you know, probably just like the uh, YouTube, I'm um, sure, did. But it's, it's more of a history thing to me. It's just finding out facts, you know, the numbers, um, just the fact that it was a huge, unfortunate and um, depressing event that happened. And then, of course, conspiracy theories bloom from it. So I'm more of like an information taker, wanting to learn more and more into it, no matter how depressing or um, dark it can be. I just want to know the knowledge. I mean, versus like some episodes you've heard us talking about. Um, things that are out there like that people are into with their kinks versus I just like to know knowledge it's more of wow I can't believe that happened wow I didn't know about this I've known about this for 15 years and there's more details still coming out that I didn't know about before so for me it's more of a knowledge thing that I'm learning it versus you know remembering things such as that it's uh, it, of course I remember it you know but, and I, the only thing about the Alamo that I understand is from King of the Hill. Because they've done a couple <laughs> of episodes. And that's, that's the only difference I have for it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm a huge history buff, you know? And we wouldn't know a lot of the things that we know without people being, hey, remember this that happened? But at the same time, um... You got to remember that history is written by the victor. Things could very well be very different from how they really are because of who wrote the history book. You know what I mean? And we see that constantly in today's educational system. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. That's why it's, it's always good to intake more knowledge because different authors, different people, new things get discovered like every other year. So it's mm -hmm. always it's like going back and re relearning things, and then it's up to you to to decide. Do you want to believe that or do you want to debate it? And that's what's really cool is having the conversations with people. You don't have to be intelligent. It's just that you're open-minded versus yes. like I just made like being American. We don't want to be told things. It's, I love that. I love being proven wrong on something. I don't take offense. You know, there's a little bit of the pride that hurts, but especially when it comes to history and knowledge, I love it when I get proven wrong and where it's actual you know, factorial, or it, you bring more evidence or more facts to me, I'm like, oh, holy crap, yeah, this changes my mind, because I'm, I'm seeing this. Mm -hmm. and, and, and yeah, no, I, I love I that. Like, I, I love that. <laughs> and see, this is why I bring up a certain topic like that, because, you know, you know because to have that conversation definitely means a lot. I mean, of course... It'd be taken out of context. Ha, see, I said it. And, uh, ha. <laughs> Ding. absolutely. And we wouldn't have that conversation because something like that, I don't understand. I guess it's because once again, it's a small generational thing that I don't not, I don't, I don't care too much for, for celebrating death. 
I don't. You know, and of course, it can be a warning and stuff of that nature. And you look out for people and places and certain events. Just that I'm not a big fan of turning on my TV and having someone to tell me, oh, it's the 25th anniversary of mass murderer Bob, you know, walking into a KFC and slaughtering 15 people. You know, because the parents, the friends, the loved ones of those 15 people have to relive it every single year. So I don't ever think that's a really good idea to do that. Especially, you know, especially a nationwide tragedy of that. So I, I don't think it's beneficial. I agree with you. Well, it's sad, like, that family and friends that knew these victims are still alive today, that they had to constantly relive it and that, you know, they therapy. But I just don't see it changing anytime soon because that's what history is unfortunately about. I, you know, as much as dark and demented I am and, like, I like to learn about, you know, dark and demented things, I'm all for honoring the vi the victims and you should know that if you're going to learn the serial killer's name, you should know the victim's names, which I am a hypocrite in saying this, but I also do believe it. it's, you know, honor the victims if you're going to, you know, glorify the killer. Agreed. You, you should be respectful of the victims because it's really about them. You know, but at the same time, you know, America has this weird obsession with bad things happening, you know, like this weird, strange obsession with, you know, what could possibly go wrong, you know, and I, I can't explain it. It just is like I, you know, read this really cool horror book, um, just the other day and of course I'm like really digging it because again I want to know what's wrong like what happened what's going on you know but it's that human need to know more I think um but at the same time I agree that you know remembering the 25th anniversary of the day somebody got killed I'm not about that I'm sorry I'm not it might make me a horrible person but not only A, do I, and this sounds bad, this sounds really bad, A, I don't care because that person is dead and we need to move on from that. And B, you can't bring them back. So why have a whole day where you're like super sad because the person is gone and there's nothing you can do about it. Why not remember their lives how they were instead of the day that they died? You know, I don't want, when I go, I don't want people to remember the day I died. I want people to remember how freaking awesome I was, you know? Well, what if your death was like really tragic and horrifying? Can I remember it then? Yes. Okay, awesome, cool. cool, cool Tell cool. stories about the really cool way that I died. I'd be like, oh, you should have seen how the spine was twisted and protruding out, and your children or your grandchildren are like, uh, uh, what? I'm like, yeah, it was kind of gnarly. You want to see pictures? That I'm actually kind of cool with because I always said I would go out with a bang. So, yeah, I mean, but... I'm, I'm all for. Uh, so, I had uh, my friends over a while back, uh, Brandon and Veronica, and for some reason, we got into the whole conversation like, hey, if I die, this is where I told um, my friend Veronica, I was like, listen, if I die, full on permission, you can tell everyone there, besides, you know, like, hey, she didn't like none of y'all, feel free to cuss out any of my family that shows up besides my nieces and nephews, they're, they're, like, they're actually cool. I said, but just go on out and you just do you, and I looked at Brenna, I was like, and I am saying this out loud and verbally because I don't want you, or has them, to be like, when she's doing this at my funeral, and like, no, she really wasn't like that because she was just joking. I'm telling you this right now, I am not joking. She is clear to go, like green lights all the way. She can just be disrespectful and just completely throw shade to anyone she sets eyes upon, and I will be a-okay about that. You are gonna you know haunt what? people more often I love that idea, because if people are showing up at my funeral being like, oh my God, I'm so sad that you died, and as someone that I fucking hated, uh-uh, get the fuck out. Get out my funeral. I will haunt your ass. Get out. I like the idea that what if you pass on and you can make a contract of how long you can haunt people? 
Like there can be like certain packages. Like, okay, if you do this package, you do have to, if it's just a light haunting, okay, there's, that's just the, the, the standard package. But if you want to seriously haunt the living fuck out of someone that you knew, you have to do this many years in hell. Or, you know, so there's different packages and the more you go up and more powerful of a haunting that you are is how long you're going to be damned for. Or it's like, okay, you know what? You can haunt and you can be just a flat out demon, but you will never go to the good place. And I'm like, so that's where you're just there when the clouds or you're in purgatory. And, um, and they're just like, here are your options. Pick one. No refunds. I mean, I don't really believe in hell, but uh, people get stuck here. They do. They do get stuck here. You know, like, as someone who believes in that kind of thing, and as someone who has experienced a lot of uh, supernatural things, I can tell you for a fact that people do get stuck here. Um, but uh, I don't think people really mean to get stuck here because it's hard to get unstuck. But I will tell you right now that if someone's acting a fool at my funeral and I hated them, I'm going to need someone to tell them about themselves. I, I will do that for you. Please do. This is someone I really did not like. And I don't dislike a lot of people. There's only a few people that I really and truly can think of that I truly dislike. But, like, if you're acting a fool at my funeral, you best believe I'm going to have a trouble. So I like the idea, Adrian, you gotta be with me on this. We just wear super dark sunglasses and we're gonna dress up, be dressed up in suits and we're just gonna stand to a certain distance but clearly observing the funeral. So people will be like, oh my God, did Sarah Lee live a double life? What was she involved with? It? And just yes. leave, just, if someone finally looks at you, we just do a subtle nod and then turn and walk away. Uh, or, yeah. or we can do that, and then you know, and we slowly speak into our watches like secret FBI agents, and then just quickly walk away without without saying a word to anybody. Absolutely. And then we'll come back after a few days, and then we'll be around the grave, and people might come to visit, and we'll be like still talking like into our wrists or something, and then when someone comes, we'll be like, and just be like disperse, disperse. <laughs> actually, this brings That's up. Awesome. Actually, this brings up to my last topic, and you guys have very good timing. This is quite, it's kind of serendipitous. Um, <laughs> I'll get your thoughts on this. We'll go one at a time here. Um, and, an older man, where he lives is inconsequential. He's 62 years old. He gets up every morning, and I read this. He gets up every morning at 6.15 to go to his ex-wife's grave. He urinates on her grave every single day. <laughs> He's been doing it for the past five years. And oh, yeah. in the beginning, oh, in the beginning, the family of you know, the ex-wife didn't know what was going on because they would find stains on the gravesite. And then they found out that it was the ex-husband that was doing it. His wife would drive him to the gravesite so he can pee on the ex-wife's um, tombstone every single day. <laughs> and he would leave packages of feces next to her grave. Oh, yeah. Now, before that. Now, the funny part about it is uh, the family of the deceased went to the, went to the authorities, and the authorities can't do anything because technically he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, technically he's not. Now, it's a, sp it's a special kind of hatred, a special kind of energy you're willing to waste every single morning, like clockwork, to go piss on your ex's grave. Would you ever do something like that? <laughs> And I'll and yeah. I'll start. Yeah. I admire that level of pettiness. Like, like I that is be like that. That is a beautiful level of petty. Okay. Like that's beyond my abilities, right there, sir. Okay. I, <laughs> I would love to meet this guy and shake his hand after he washes his hands, but I would love to shake his hand. To say. Okay, so you know, so we'll start with uh, with Miss Bradley first. <clears throat> would you would you urinate on your ex's grave if you outlived them, and why? So first off, my ex is not important enough for me to think about that often. Amen. Okay. So anyone that is my ex is not that important in my life. If they are that important in my life, then there's something wrong with me. All right. Just putting that out there. 
at IDGAF, if you're my ex, I don't care enough about you to pee on your bed, your grave, okay? Just putting that out there because, honest to God, truth, that's a quite a level of, like, care that I just don't have for someone that I clearly hated that much. Like, I just don't care enough for that. Um, I've come to a point in my life, in my healing process, that uh, that is, quite frankly, a level that I would never want to stoop to, simply because, again, um, I don't give a fuck. Like, that is a fuck I don't have to give, you know? Is the guy badass? Absolutely. Uh oh. Oh, Sarah, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on one second. Huh? Your 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 your, your microphone went out for a couple seconds. So before you finish that thought, let me go over to Ash. Let me ask her real quick. What? Ask me what? <laughs> really? You've been paying attention that long? <laughs> no, no, I'm listening. You're like, you know, you're telling Sarah to hold her thought. Let me go over and ask Ashley. So, oh, you mean asking my thoughts about about being that petty if I would do that to an ex? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, that's what I was confused about. Like, wait, ask ask me what? But no, um, I, I agree with Sarah. I don't spend time thinking about exes or anything like that. That's the past. And on top of that, none of them are actually worth that kind of effort for me. But I do want to say that, like. You know, Sarah, you're more than welcome to pee on my grave. Like, you know, that's, that's I will okay. absolutely okay. pee on your grave because I love you enough to pee on your grave. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Great. That's like the best afterlife gift anyone can give to me. I know, right? Because you actually matter. I appreciate this. And, you know, I'm going to have like um, a sign on the back of it like, these people are allowed to pee here. <laughs> that's exciting now does it have to be one at a time or together you can do you can hold hands and sing you can do it one by one no but Adrian do you have anyone that you feel like you would do, go that effort for like exes or people that you hate in my previous life yes I would but now, no, absolutely not. Because, now see, while I admire his dedication, I mean, true dedication to urinate and also put a fecal matter next to the gravesite. And to me, that's, a, that's just a place of fun and hilarity. I would do it out of sarcasm. I, you know, I, I would do it just to be silly. But no, I don't like waking up that early, number one. I don't like holding my bladder that long, number two. And number three, I don't want anyone seeing me do it. That's you know, I mean, I mean, I might get pee anxiety, and I might have to be there for a while. So are you are you a stop here? No, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I'm a fire hose, but I digress. And plus, making the trek to find my ex's grave and to actually do such a thing, and you know, I don't want to explain that to the police. Grant, I'll never get arrested, and I'll, I'll just get a strange little stare or something, and. But no, 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 I, I wouldn't do it because that meant I still had some sort of care and admiration for that person. Now, if they were on fire next to me, I may pee on them just a little bit, not to really put them out, but just let them know that I could, you know, I'm, I control if they live or die. So, I mean, that's just my own personal thing. But, uh, just enough to be annoying, but not enough to put them out so that, you know, they stink while they die. Absolutely, and I and I'll eat and I'll eat a lot of asparagus, you know, before I do. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, so Miss Bradley, before your phone got messed up, uh, now what were you going to say? I mean, you you trailed off towards the end of your thought uh, because your signal went in and out. Oh, basically that I don't give enough fucks for that, and that um, I I admire the guy for caring that much about somebody, but I don't have that kind of energy for that mm. kind of toxicity, you know? Like, that's not what I've got, and quite frankly, it's a waste of time. And I have a limited number of fucks every day, and that is a waste of a good fuck. Fair enough. I mean, I think we're all in agreement that we wouldn't waste energy doing that, because, you know, we're much older now, much wiser, so something like that is kind of petty. 
But once again, you have to admit, yeah. it's, you have to admit it is funny. It is really, really funny. For sure. I mean, I admire that level of pettiness. Yes, I admire that. That is an epic level of petty. <laughs> now, as we're speaking of petty, I think it's time. I really think it's time because Ashley has to redeem herself. And also, Sarah, Ms. Bradley, on top of it, you have to uh, get into the game also. So, I mean, are we ready to play the oh, game or do we have another topic? Is it Let's time? Let's do this. Okay. I love this game. <laughs> so, as I'm getting everything ready, Ms. Bradley, where can they find you if they want to reach out and, and contact you? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Cerberus Magic. They can uh, find me here on the Walker AC Experience show um, as Cerberus, which will be returning soon. My health is getting better to the point that I can actually, you know, talk for extended periods of time. So I should be returning soon. Um, and also they can email me at CerberusMagic at gmail.com. And also, uh, Ashley Majestic, where can they find you? Majestic Nerd Lady on Instagram. That's the only place uh, you shall see me. And um, yeah, that's I'll say it. That's it. And then all the other plugs that Adrian's going to drop about where you can find this podcast, where you can find him, or if you don't, you can just, you know, find Sarah and I. That's okay. Oh, yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, just Google us, you know, stuff like that. No, of course, as always, you can find us on walkerac76.podbean.com that's walkerac76.podbean.com and of course you can find us on over 20 apps whether it be spotify iHeartRadio, radio uh, pandora google podcasting everything in between show some support for the experience show some support for the out of context if you're still with us and have not uh, tried to write in and cancel us you, you you'll be back next week it's no problem. You guys love us. And we're always entertaining. So I am getting ready for the game here. So let's see here. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each of you wonderful people two rounds of Pick the Porn. And once again, for those of you who are not familiar with Pick the Porn, we're going to give three titles. You have to tell us which one is the fake porn title. I was surprised that this this game is really popular. The home version of Pick the Porn will be available very soon. Of course, prizes will will be included of us calling you individually and congratulating you on you know, on, a, on a job well done. Ashley Majestic will call you personally and tell you congratulations on your victories of Pick the Porn. Ain't that right? That's to be determined. Oh, well, I don't. I, I have social anxiety. I don't want to call people. Can I text them? Uh, oh, well, yeah, 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 like you can text them, that, that's fine. Okay, cool, cool. Or, or, I can have my husband call them. That'll work too. And, then they're, think and they're thinking they're being friends. <laughs> oh. I like that idea. That definitely can work too. <laughs> All right, so, so seeing how Ms. Bradley is a special guest, of uh, this week's Out of Context show. We're going to start with her first. We're going to give her two rounds of Pick the Porn. Ms. Bradley, are you ready? I'm so ready. I love this game so much. Okay, so here we go. Three titles. You tell us which one is the fake porn title. Number one, Polka Hot Ass. Ace, excuse me, Ass Ventura, Crack Detective, or Black to the Future. Which one is the fake porn title? Can you say them again for me, please? My phone was messing up. Absolutely. Number one, Polka Hot Ass. <laughs> number two, Ass Ventura, Crack Detective. Or number three, Black to the Future. Oh my God. Talk it out if you have to. Talk it out if you have oh. to. I feel like Crack Ventura is real. Because, quite frankly, they make porn out of anything. And the whole thing with him being in the rhino, that it, that tickles some people's fancy, you know, monster fuckers and all that. So I think that one's real. Um, 
Black to the Future kind of sounds like something that would be real. So I'm going to say that the first one is false. Polka uh, Hot Ass. Is that the fake one? Yep. You are yep. incorrect. Polka Hot Ass what? is a real title. What? Now, actually, we're going to put a little small twist on this game. Ashley has a chance to steal. So, Ashley, which one do you think is the fake porn title? Black to the Future. You are correct. Black to the Future oh is the fake God. porn title. So now we're going to bounce it over to Ashley Majestic. Your topics are Balls of Fury, Hori <laughs> and Potter, the Sorcerer's Balls, and Robin Hood, Prince of Beeves. Which one is the fake porn title? What was the second one again? Hori and Potter, the Sorcerer's Balls. I'm going to have to say that one. It just doesn't sound good at all. You are... Incorrect. That is not a fake porn title. Miss Bradley, would you like to steal? Yes. Tell me the title of the other two again, please. Balls of Fury and Throbin Hood, Prince of Beeves. That one's not porn. The, the Throbin Hood? The Robin Hood one? You Robin are, Hood is not porn. You Balls are... Incorrect. You are incorrect. Balls of Fury is actually a regular comedy movie with 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 Ben Stiller. Oh, oh duh, Sarah. Oh my god, I feel so stupid. <laughs> but Prince of Thieves is also a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> so now we are in round three. We have one more round to go. So, we're going to start with Miss Bradley once again. Are you ready? I am. I need to redeem myself. All right. Number one, Beaver and Buttface. Number two, Butterface Bang. Number three, The Whore of the Rings. Which one is he fake porn? <laughs> oh, shit. Those are all... <laughs> Because <coughs> I was just saying my health was getting better. Um, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to say the Lord of the Rings one is real because they all make porn out of anything, which leaves the Beavis and Butthead one or what was the other one? Butterface Bang. Did we lose her? Butterface oh, Bang. Right. I'm sorry. Butterface Bang is the one. Okay. I'm say Butterface Bang is the fake one. You are correct. Butterface Bang is the fake one. Yes. <laughs> and finally, Ashley, back to you. The, All right. the Bear Bitch Project, Missionary Impossible, or Yeasty Girls. Which one is the fake porn title? Oh, God. It better be Yeasty Girls. Ew. <laughs> Ew. You are correct. Yeasty Girls is a fake porn title. Okay. Thank fucking God. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, God. I probably would have been this podcast if you had told me I was incorrect. <laughs> oh, my God. Same. Gross. <laughs> we thank everyone for playing the famous, not famous, infamous game of Pick the Porn. Next week... We'll have another three to four round episode of Pick the Porn. Can Ashley Majestic redeem herself? If Miss Bradley joins, can she do better? We shall see. Now, Excuse me. I got two right on this one. But the last episode, you got all of them wrong. Remember? Go fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and also... <laughs> uh... Climacophilia is the arousal of falling downstairs, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show. It is, it is spelled C-L-I-M-A-C-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. Is the arousal at falling downstairs. Did not know that was a thing. 
Absolutely. Start off the show with Learn some knowledge. Something. Knowledge is powerful. Learn something new every day. Now, as we put a capper to the Out of Context show, do you have any final words? Miss Bradley, any final words for our listeners out there? I need to know more weird facts like that. Like, what's the term for, like, like every different kind of arousal. Like, I need to know these things. Like, this shit's cool. <laughs> and Ashley, anything for you? Not really. Um, I'm just kind of seeing that, like, Ashley still has to redeem herself. In this <laughs> <bullshit>. <laughs> you did better than me this time. I know, but still has me fucked up. Like, oh, well, you got them all wrong the last game. Well, you know what? That was the last game. <laughs> yeah well if it makes you feel any better the last time I played I won every single one of them and this time I didn't what? it doesn't make me feel any better because I got one of them wrong ugh <laughs> no I'm okay. so glad that Yeasty, Yeasty Girls was not real I'm, I'm just so glad I'm so glad yeah I, 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 put, I couldn't deal with that if that was true oh my god that <laughs> Just imagining. Come over I, here with your cottage cheese self. Oh God, this should have been. This title should have been in the last episode. I swear to God. <laughs> I still haven't listened to your last episode, guys. I'm sorry. Oh well. You know what? It's it's okay. You can take your time to listen to that, but please do and make sure you have an empty stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and now of course as we're signing off Ashley I would like you to do me a favor before we officially sign off would you be so kind to send Miss Bradley that phobia that made you literally shut down your Google for the night yes okay hold on because this has to be a live reaction Oh no. Uh, oh no. Oh no. Now, as she's getting it ready, we're letting her, we're letting everyone know that the views and the opinions of the people who are hosting out of context does not necessarily reflect the views and the opinions of the Walker AC experience, Cerberus, and also the root of all Ashley. These opinions are totally separate. They'll they'll offend, make you laugh, everything in between. So did you find the thing I can't even say or even look at? Yes, indeed. Making a screenshot right now. Now, as you're doing this, explain what this phobia is for our home viewing audience that they can Google it themselves. It's called trypophobia. And what is trypophobia? I don't know. Well, actually, we'll wait for their reaction and then you can tell our audience what that is. There we go. Okay, I'm not getting anything through. Hold on. Theme music playing in the background. No, no dead air. Oh, shit. There we go. There it is. Oh, oh that. I have so seen that. It is so freaky. I don't have that fear too much, but like it does make my skin crawl and it does make my spine tingle. Now, Ashley's. Oh, Ash I don't have that phobia, but it's great. See, no, I don't have that like phobia either, but imagine typing that and just constantly scrolling. Because that's what no, I was doing. While, like, while we were recording yesterday, I just kept scrolling. You know what it makes me think of? Like, I know Lotus, um, the main one that you see with this is Lotus, um, Lotus flowers. You see the seed pods for Lotus. And that's what a lot of these are that people are putting in like other people's skin and like making them scared of it. It's usually the lotus pod. Um, but oh god, those pictures are so disgusting. Um, first yeah. off, and oh, second, yeah. like I'm, I don't have a fear of it. For me, it's just a ew. Like, it's just ew. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm the same way. Like I know a lot of it's photoshopped from like that from the Almost. lotus pod because I was that years ago. But it's like fascinating, but so disgusting at the same time. Oh, it's disgusting. It's one of those things you can't look away from. It's oh, almost yeah, like sure. That's why Dr. I'm... Pimple Popper when they really get going. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's 
again, recording the podcast, the last episode, all I was doing was scrolling through trypophobia images. And what people don't know what trypophobia is, it's the fear of holes. And not like, oh my god, it's a big crater. No, it's the fear of a bunch of tiny holes in like one area. Um, so if you, if you think you don't have it or you think you do, well, you would know if you do, but if you don't think you have it, just type in trypophobia, fear of holes, and then Google images. And there you go. It's gross. And, and like it's, ugh. And oh, as we, oh, no, wait, no, hush, silence, silencio. So, um, Sarah, do you know where the blue waffle is? Yes, I do. Okay, so Adrian did not know what a blue waffle was until like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> introduced him to what the blue waffle is. Oh my god, you didn't know what the blue waffle was? Oh my god. Oh shit. Now, whenever he oh goes to the grocery god. store and goes through the frozen foods and sees the the blue waffle mermaid eggos, uh, he's going to have to be And yes, on that note, oh and that note, would you end the show for us, uh, dear Ashley? Well, well, I wasn't ready. I had like another fact I wanted to bring up. Really? Well, bring up the fact. Well, something interesting that I read, like, because I was like looking at Google, because I also wanted to look up interesting facts, just in case, you know, you didn't have one ready, and I, could, I was going to give it to you for the beginning of this podcast. But it's something interesting that um, what the engineers and stuff do for astronauts, that when they're in space, like, what do they, what they do for them when they're all depressed? What do they do? Hmm. They give them space. <laughs> <Good> night, <everybody. laughs>